0: Welcome to Coach's Corner with your host Ryan Watson and nope, Jonathan.
1: I I'm just letting you know I'm gonna hate it. You're gonna hate it? Yeah. All right, here we go. Now get behind that line. We're gonna do it right. Do it
0: right, do it light. Let's go. Welcome to Coach's Corner with your host Ryan Watson, Jonathan Bourne, brought to you by Broadway Sports Media, partnered with 440 Sports. Check out all the great podcasts, content, and everything at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Shout out this week to my co-host Jonathan Bourne, who got a call out on F-Words Pod. Must make you feel good. I heard that this morning. I was like, hey, I know that guy. So a, lot of good, a lot of good content, a lot of good podcasts going on. So I know you heard your name too. How'd that make you feel?
1: Oh, I feel like I really made it. Being on F-Words Pod is truly just, uh, I mean, I don't want to say it's the pinnacle, but it's pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I probably just mail it in at this point. Um, yep. Not really anything else to achieve in life. So for the listeners,
0: what what great football content were they saying that you brought up? I'm sure it was some great coaching nugget or some some beautiful football phrase or something.
1: Oh, we're just gonna keep this joke going now. Yeah, it, it's one of those things for everybody. It was funny in the moment, but we're just gonna keep dragging it out so it's gonna lose its humor. But the joke was what can what can Miles Morales do that Peter Parker cannot?
0: My you know, only point was My only point was is that it was a Spider-Verse tweet and not some football thing that made you break through on the F word spot. So Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's the kind of content you
1: can expect
0: yep. on F words so but that's on the f words pod so it was a really good show this week so make sure y'all check that out i thoroughly enjoyed it, especially the beginning uh promo for for manscaped uh and i got a code going on there for for Word, so please check that out i don't have it in front of me otherwise i'd give it to you right now unless you have a tn
1: broadway tn for 20 percent off manscaped products
0: that's awesome so great great promo by me there thank you for the uh the uh, step up there jonathan uh but they had a great show, and it was it was followed with some of the smoothest transitions you'll ever see. So check that out as well. But to this, we did have a game this weekend. Uh, we did didn't know f- how it's going in the in the environment of the NFL these days. You don't know exactly if a game is going to be played until it gets played. You know those kinds of things. I'm, I'm exaggerating just a little bit. But the Titans were able to compete on a short week and get a second win and what seems like two days uh, over the Houston Texans. And I got to say that that seems to be a feat of in and of itself to get a win, not only over a divisional uh, opponent, but a pretty good opponent. This record doesn't really match how good they are.
1: Yeah, that's one of those. It's, Anytime you play a divisional opponent, it's going to be a more difficult game that you're going to get their best shot. And I also think Houston, yeah, they're not a great team, but they're not as bad as their record. They've had a very tough schedule. So you knew it was going to be a tough game. You're coming off a Tuesday night game. And yes, teams play on five days rest every year because you're going Sunday to Thursday. So it's like a Thursday night game. The difference is, is that when you do that, your opponent is doing the same thing. In this situation, that was not the case. The Texans had full complement of rest. They had the seven days. They played on Sunday. Titans played on Tuesday. So they had a major advantage coming in uh, just in preparation and rest, full practice time, not to mention what the Titans had been through prior to the Bills game. So you go and you handle a very strong Bills team, and handle is the way to do it. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) The way to say it. But And then you turn around and – Get another victory over a divisional opponent to move to five and zero. Oh. I don't want to undersell because you kind of get back to normalcy now as you move on from that uh, Texans game. As you get back into the the seven days, it feels it feels like it's been a month since the Titans have seen that sort of normal schedule. And in a world that coaches want to set out, you know, standard time frame, get into the rhythm, right. uh, just make everything regimented. So you're finally getting back to that. You don't want to move on too quickly from anytime you can pick up two victories in that short amount of time, regardless of the teams, it's a big accomplishment for one of them to be undefeated at the time. And the other one to be a division rival that ab- absolute hats off to the team and, and to the coaching staff for getting, m- being able to pull that off.
0: Yeah. And it, it's comforting to see that, that like we, we talked about, I think last week, and we've talked about a recurring theme with this team is it's Vrabel's Titans, right? And it's, this is very, grimy get it get the job done team and, and and they had some adversity in this game i think that you and i are if you haven't checked us out yet on the halftime show we do it every titans game we get on for about 10 8 12 minutes whenever the technology allows us to get on there and try to squeeze in our big high points low points what, what we'd like to see done what our predictions are and other than our predictions about how the second half would go I think everything else we, we talked about was pretty on as far as predicting that Derrick Henry – well, maybe we should have said more. We, we said Derrick Henry would get 150 yards in this game, and we were dead wrong, and I apologize about being so far off and him getting, you know, well over 200. So, But the score I we saw differently because we assumed they'd come out and, and get the stop, and they didn't from there. But let's talk real quick about that first half because I think you and I talked about it and just the masterful um, – we get to this what we like, what we didn't like. One thing I liked about this game was the – art smith's play calling it continues to just dazzle and 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 be unexpected but be expected at the same time what i mean by that is he seems to really be playing to this team's strengths but he's mixing it up well and keeping the other team off balance and not to mention that ryan tannahill and it goes they're just a perfectly matched pair it seems like it's one of those rare situations where I think the talent opportunity and coaching is all mixing well together and you got to be keeping press and, and, and unfortunately this could as efforts alluded to today this could be the beginning of the end of Art Smith's time in Tennessee because of how well he's doing <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I mean, at this point, it's almost a, not a matter of if, but a matter of when Art Smith is going to move on. It's uh, Obviously, he'll make it to the end of the year, but, oh, well, barring anything drastic <laughs> happening, he'll make it to the barring end of drastic. The year. Yeah. It, It's one of those things, you talk about it schematically, um, Brandon Thorne on Twitter pointed out one thing they were doing in their run game is that rather than having their tight end stay in and block, the tight end to the backside was actually flaring out on uh, like he was running a pass. We talk all the time about how play action and the run game can help the pass game. Well, and that's a situation where teams know that the Titans are heavy play action And so whenever you see a tight end breaking out, even though there may be run keys there, that's not really something that a linebacker or safety that's on that tight end can trust because that's most of what the Titans pass game is. It's play action. So they see that key and they have to flow to that tight end because if the quarterback pulls it, they can't leave him wide open. So it's good self-scouting, but actually using the pass game to set up the run by that and their tendencies where what happens is those safeties or linebackers that are going to have that backside support have to go flaring out on the tight end, which opens up those cutback lanes for Derrick Henry um, oh, or Jeremy McNichols, who had a good game as McWeapon. well. McWeapon. Yeah, McWeapon. And so, <laughs> really interesting to see how they've adapted the game. Yes, they are. Everybody talks about they are very much a run first team. they they taught you always hear the term old school. Yeah, they are old school. Uh, But in the sense that they will be physical, they want to go through the run game, but they're new school in some of the tricks that they're putting into their bag that teams have to prepare for. It's, again, just like on defense, we talk about their defense wants to be multiple and not let a quarterback trust their eyes. Well, they're doing the same thing on offense. They want to take away the opportunity for the defense to be able to trust their eyes, and Art continues to do a great job at that.
0: Yeah, and I won't spend too much time because I know exactly the play you're talking about. Early, it was the very first uh, big chunk play of the game, 13 yard gain, or no, sorry, 18 yard gain for Derrick Henry off on the inside zone. And and, and spoiler alert, it's going to be one of the plays I break down on my In the Trenches article this week. And that that was a masterful use of not just the backside tight end, tight end, but Johnny Smith on the front side as well, coming across. And I'll explain a little more about how that set up not only. Uh, the cutback would set up Adam Humphrey's block on the second level, which really allowed that thing to break, break free. So we'll look for that in the article, but to move on to some other things here. So we loved that, that Arthur Smith balance and everything like that. What's something that you didn't like that you saw, like maybe in the second half or anything from this team offensive or defensively?
1: so i mean obviously you had the malcolm butler play uh which was a deep pass uh where they were running invert cover two so malcolm butler who generally is going to be an underneath defender when they run cover two and this in this game they ran a lot of inverted cover two which puts malcolm butler as the deep safety you've seen a lot of where malcolm butler likes to take chances and it's one thing to take chances at the cornerback position when you have safety help over the top uh not the right position to be taking some chances on if you're going to be the deep safety because Guess what? You have nothing behind you. Other <laughs> nothing than to the protect Right. Exactly. So he kind of jumps up a little bit and will Fuller is too fast of a receiver to, uh, to let you kind of make up for that. So didn't really like that. I mean, strategically, uh, one of the big things that, uh, I've seen or I was critical of was Vrabel's decision to kick a field goal that at the Texans nine yard line, the Titans were up 21 to 10, um, I think they, the offense was really rolling at that point. They had only been stopped one time in the first half. This was in the second half where they had a really good chance to really just end the game, essentially, making it a three-score game. You go, I would have liked to have seen them go for it on fourth and three there rather than kick the field goal. And that has nothing to do with the fact that the field goal ended up being blocked and things kind of fell apart. They had a bad... Uh, run of events there where they come back, Tannehill throws an interception, then there's a missed field goal. It's one of those, it has nothing to do with what happened after it. In the moment, I said I would have gone for it right there because worst case scenario, you, you fail, they have to drive 90 yards to get a touchdown to get back into it. If you get it, you're up two touchdowns. Well, you still have you're still in a position where it's a two-score game, even if you don't get it. So I thought the risk reward would have been pretty calculated to do that. And obviously how things turned out, hindsight being 2020, but that would have been something I would have liked to have seen Brabel be more aggressive. I think a lot of times you see that from teams that are not the better teams. They play with nothing to lose a la Houston in this game. They right. had a decision, which we'll get to in a second. Um, so I'd like to see the Titans play with that same back against the wall mentality that they did whenever they weren't this team that was five and zero and one of the best teams in the NFL. It's still
0: not weird to hear, but just just as long as I've been covering and, and, and writing things about this team, just this 5-0, one of the best teams in the NFL, it's, it's mm-hmm. the scrappy bunch, right? The one that are trying to eke in the playoffs. Things have to bounce right. It's, they're really setting themselves up for some success here. And they set themselves up for success in this game. They, they built the lead. And I know that the I hear the gripes and I hear the why did you let uh, tie the Texans back in the game? How could you do that? Well, you pointed out the, the the Butler play. It's just that, that big – Shot play that you you were hoping wouldn't hurt the Titans. Well, it finally came back up, and the freelancing that you just covered. Uh, and but credit to the Titans for sticking with it for for finding a way to still come back and win, getting this big drive. And Tannehill is really starting to become this big drive. You know, I don't I don't I don't have a nickname for a big 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 drive guy where he just comes <laughs> up with the plays when he needs to. He's missed. You know, I I don't want to say Maddie. I, you know. Ice because that's Matt, you know Matt Ryan's nickname, but he's got ice in his veins it seems like with this he's got this air of confidence. He knows that, that Furkser who of well, this game whoever's going to catch the ball that if he puts it near them it's going to get caught and he's putting him on target. He's having great games. So the Titans find a way to win to win but something that allowed them to do this and you alluded to this just a second ago was Houston's decision to not go for the extra point which would have put them up 8 late. Now I get it. Going for 2, they get it. Puts them up 9, the game's over. There's you know, there's not a I'm not aware of a single drive play that can net you nine points in the NFL. They haven't done the whole, I don't know which which sport it was, like some some weird NBA offshoot where you could score 15 points from a certain three point, you know, from half court or something. So there's no there's no rule to get you nine points. The game's over. I mean they're gonna have to have a miracle at that point, like long play onside, then a long field goal. So that's why they went for it. However, And I'll get your opinion here in a second, but if they they just kick the extra point and go up eight, they're still putting pressure on the Titans because they still have to score a touchdown and convert their own two-point conversion. What are your thoughts on that? Because I I think that you you go for the, I don't want to say easy, but you go for the more calculated, non-risky play, I guess, in that situation.
1: Yeah, I love the idea of going for it, going for two most of the time. In that situation, I didn't necessarily like it. I get why you did it again. You're playing with nothing to lose right there, but you're bringing the game down to one play. I think if you kick the extra point, you give your defense, even though they're not great, even though they haven't been playing great, you give your defense essentially two chances to win the game. And that's it. Rather than one, you give them a chance to stop them from driving down the field in a minute forty to get a touchdown. But then you also give them a chance to stop them on the two point conversion. So if you're going to take it down to one play, that you really, really, really have to not trust your defense. Not to. I mean, because you're not just saying, "Hey, it's going to come down to one play." Whether have my offense or defense, you're saying, even if I gave my defense two chances and my offense only one. I still trust my offense more. And so that's what they decided to do. I didn't as, as aggressive as I tend to be. I didn't really like that decision. And I think they had, they had the momentum there, even though the Titans had been moving the ball. It's one of those where I thought, I thought the whole "our back against the wall. We have nothing to lose kind of bit them in the ass.
0: Yeah. And that's a fair point. I mean, it, and it's, it's kind of – maybe it's not the only the coaching staff that has no faith in their defense. If you're paying close attention to Deshaun Watson's reaction after the coin flip to go into overtime when they lost the coin flip and the Titans were going to be receiving the ball, his reaction said it all to me. He, he kind of said, well – uh, it kind of felt like we had a good chance there to end the game if we'd gotten the ball. And then now the game's definitely over. And I know he didn't say all that, but it definitely, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words or an action, speak louder words, whatever that is. That was definitely something that did that because he, he turned around in disgust. He knew it. And the Titans marched down the field in an impressive fashion. And what I mean by impressive fashion, and Mike, Mike uh, Herndon from F-Words Pod pointed out that, Derrick Henry's long uh, pass reception in overtime might not have happened had there not been a receiver who fell down in the route forcing Tannehill to go down to his safety outlet. And I gotta say this we we you and I have not been the kindest people in the world to Derrick Henry's catching ability, but we're not wrong. He's a very unnatural cat catcher. What I mean by that is that he doesn't just it doesn't come naturally to him. He has to fight himself a little bit when he's catching the ball. And even on the the king cat play to win the game he still bobbled that snap a little bit it's just it's just not the most natural thing to him I gotta say this though this that was the most natural looking pass reception of his career and he caught it he took it down the sideline and 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 I hope that he continues to do things like that because we we, you and I've talked privately about how the screen game is just one just catch the screen and they could have a couple more touchdowns a couple more explosive plays and you got the explosive play there so that was good to see from him
1: yeah i mean if you're if you're going to be critical of something then i think the screen game we've talked about it that's something that continues to have have an issue in trying to get that going um that that play actually did a breakdown about it about how it's the same play that got knocked down at the line of scrimmage by uh, jj watt earlier in the game trying to swing it out to derrick henry the the texans adjusted to the play and uh their adjustment actually allowed for that 53 yard reception and how it how it played out so it is another cool job of art smith coming back to something right uh, and getting a different look and you can kind of see how it plays out but yeah i mean again you talk about you know not having faith in the defense and i agree that you see deshaun watson's attitude there whenever they go into overtime i get that at the same time though yet yeah, you've taken away the time factor because time is no mm-hmm. longer pressure on, on the defense and you don't have to stop them on a two-point conversion at that point so in my mind that's a completely different situation like if you told me hey i need to go for two or this is going to go to overtime then i'm going for two if it's just in the time and you also get to try and stop them for two then yeah i'm kicking that field that that extra point and making them drive and get the uh, two-point conversion but i Titans fans should be pretty
0: glad they didn't. Yeah, 100%. I mean, obviously, hindsight's always 20-20, right? And you can't really argue with the results after they're done, especially when they work out in your favor. But the Titans are able to end the game. Um, we didn't even talk We didn't even talk about I don't want to delve too much into plays and everything, but that A.J. Brown reception, was it a catch? Wasn't – I mean – they look like they hit about the same time his, shin, his knee going out of bounds and i think it was the toe tap i heard i saw a lot of talk online about the shin well the way my leg's bent my knee's always going to hit the ground before my shin does so i i don't know if that's what they were looking at uh, unless aj brown has got some you know he may have some extra muscle than i do uh, the, uh, in front of his shin bone or something cuz he's a pretty pretty fit dude so i think they were looking at that toe tap because it, it the, i couldn't tell if the heel hit and then the toes or if it was vice versa but it was all so Bang bang! And as they reported, this is one of the few times I actually agreed with the, the the broadcast where they saying, "Well, what was the call on the field? Touchdown? I don't see how you can overturn that based on what you're seeing here. There was no clear he went down out of bounds before his foot hit. It was like, eh, close enough because it ties. Got to go to the touchdown.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to be upset about that call. um I mean, if I was the Texans fans, I'm. I, would probably be like, Hey, I don't think it is, but I think looking at it objectively, yeah. there was nothing to overrule it either way. And the Titans, now we can also talk about that sequence. Brilliant coaching to have two, two plays called in the huddle rather than having to waste one yeah. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on clocking the clocking the ball. So to come up there and have, get a matchup, you like get one-on-one coverage with your big physical receiver, AJ Brown, uh, and to throw it up there and give your guy, give your guy a chance. That, that was really good coaching for the situation, yes, Tannehill and the team and the offense operates really well in that two-minute situation, but Art Smith also has a good mentality about how you handle that and not wasting plays and wasting downs on it.
0: Love to see it. And we didn't really get to what I didn't like And, and from the game. It's going to be simple because I'm going to use this as a transition into the Pittsburgh Steelers here. And what I didn't like for the game is losing Taylor Lewan to an ACL injury. And I hate that for him, but it's, it's I think that the Titans and Sombrillo have to have a next man up mentality. And if I'm still not saying his name right, I apologize. I'll, I'll, the more he's going to play, the more I'll learn it. But I plan on going back and looking through some of his plays to see if I can give any kind of an indication how his play Because I, I don't think he's played awful this year. He's gotten the job done. Now, he, he's not to Dennis Kelly's level. And I've heard some – and F Word pod covered this about switching back and forth. They had a great statement about saying you don't start to try to learn to eat with your, your opposite hand or do things with your opposite. You kind of keep doing what you're knowing. And I I kind of agree with that because Tyson Brio hasn't been awful. Yes, he had the, the sack fumble and then the questionable fumble recovery where he tried to stand up with and got a knocked out of his hands. That was a bad sequence for him there, and a bad couple of plays. But that's it. He's had a bad couple of plays. And everything else has been pretty good. So I – transitioning into how – this affects to the Pittsburgh looking at the picture sealers is that the pass rushers are better <laughs> this week. Nothing against JJ Watt, but he's not the JJ Watt he used to be. He still is capable of going and, and, and having a play here and there. It's what you saw, but it's not, I don't think he's the same player. He was over an entire game.
1: He well, get, he's, he's got been, it related. He was, he's only one player. Right. And I think that's the biggest difference. The Steelers yes. front seven is probably playing at the top of the league right now. Um, yes. They also are dealing with an injury and Devin Bush going down and he's out for the season so that you kind of go one for one. I don't think any, either team would say, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll, willingly let this guy go kind of thing. That's not how it works, but it is a situation where they're both dealing with some injuries. they are some key members of both the offensive line for the Titans and the front seven for or the Steelers but that Steelers front seven is what makes that team work it's For the sure. best it's the best part of that team objectively offense defense that is what makes their team um and yeah it, the, the big thing in talking about how you're going to handle it, you're talking about switching from right to left I also heard somebody ask is there any talk about uh Saffold moving out to tackle that's asinine to me that makes absolutely no sense to me because then you, okay then you you've moved your hole to guard so if you want to make the case that uh, yeah you know it Tackle is more important than guard. I agree with you there, but this idea that Saffold is going to go out to be uh, and be what Lawan was at left tackle, Saffold moved into guard because he was not a good tackle. Sorry. <laughs> There's a yeah. reason he's playing that position. Trust me, his bank account says it Look, too, because if he could play tackle at a high level, he would still be playing tackle because that's what gets paid the most. So I, I, that one makes absolutely no sense to me.
0: As a former offensive lineman on this podcast, let me just say pretty clear here. You've been pretty good this year at offensive line. There's no reason to just Frankenstein this formula up. There's no reason to just pick it. Ben Jones is having – I haven't seen all the stats, but in my opinion, Ben Jones is having the season of his career. He has been fantastic. Nate Davis has been much improved this year, especially in – and he had some great – he's always been a decent run blocking. His pass blocking has been otherworldly as far as his pickups and everything. Dennis Kelly, I've, I've harped – and I have lauded praise on him week in and week out in my articles on this show. Do not move him. Do not move Nate Davis. Do not move Saffold. Saffold's been work good. You worry about that that chemistry, uh, about Saffold and losing Lewan. Well, you don't want to lose the chemistry you built up between Jones, Davis, and Kelly. They've been working good, too. You just have to find a way, next man up mentality, and, and bring the guy coming in up to the speed and let him play the position that he's, he's backed up. He has played in large chunks in games for Lawan this season. So don't mess with the formula. Keep it simple, stupid. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree, and obviously the the Isaiah Wilson question is going to come up. And oh, sure. Dennis Kelly, you know, has experience playing on the left and right side. He is kind of that swing tackle. So, you know, where does Isaiah Wilson fit in? I don't think you're getting him ready to play the left side. I don't think that's his role. Um, so I, I I'm not really sure how he still fits in unless you think Dennis Kelly can be a better left tackle than Sombrao. Um, and I,
0: I think it's also I don't I think you got to consider is Wilson a better is, is Wilson a better right tackle than Sombrero is a left tackle as well? Because you're, you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul kind of a thing when you're, you're you're trying to replace what Sombrero may or may not be on the left side. And I get that. That's the important tackle position. But every position is important. So is Wilson – is the drop-off to Wilson a right tackle worse than the drop-off from Luan to Sombrero? And I'm not sure. Never seeing Isaiah Wilson in an NFL game, I can't confidently say that it would be or wouldn't be.
1: Yeah. I mean, as a first round pick, you hope that he is, but, yeah, I mean, but it's at some point, at some point some you point. hope he is. It's been a rough start
0: this year for him though. So
1: yes, absolutely. So I, I'm still not sure exactly where he fits in. Um, this does at least open the door for a guy that probably wasn't going to play at all this year. Uh, and they they, they may find a way to get him in at some point. Um, so but yeah, no. Moving back to the Steelers then, yep. and kind of what what we see out of them, it, it really is that defense that drives the team. Looking at them defensively, they're gonna they're gonna take chances. They're they're gonna know that nine times out of ten, they they can play uh, man coverage without a ton of safety help over the top, uh, because their front seven is gonna get there, and they have proven to be pretty accurate on that. That yep. said, I think there are opportunities there um if you can run the ball with any sort of success they've been able to, to stop that and losing Lawan is gonna definitely hamper that but if you're able to run the ball with any sort of effectiveness i do think there's opportunities there um other linebacker vince williams likes to come downhill in the run game he he likes to play that game if you can get him moving to try and stop Derrick Henry. I think you can take advantage as they do with everything with the play action game of getting that ball over the top. They will try and play some games and and try to um, have those safeties show you that three high and then come down or uh, two high, then come down and try and rob some of those, uh, those quick throws over the middle. I also think that having Corey Davis back, depending on whether the Jonu Smith is going to be healthy enough to play or not. And then AJ Brown, those aren't great matchups for what they want to do because the the Titans are okay. Being physical out in the field, Look, right. you, you, you leave no safety help over the top because Hey, you'll come up and make the tackle. Well, that that's easy, easier said than done whenever you then having to come up and try and you make a tackle one-on-one with against an A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, or John U. Smith. Smith. Those, they break one tackle with how the Steelers like to play. They're running down the sideline with nobody else between them in the end zone. So I do think that if you can find a way to get some of those short passes out in the play-action game, the Steelers will sell out to try and stop you the run. And the, this is a team that's even more susceptible to those long catch-and-runs.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that the Eagles were able to take advantage of some of that uh, a couple weeks ago with Carson Wentz and in his stellar receiving – no, wait, no, he doesn't have a stellar receiving court. And So, I mean, I think there's one healthy receiver on that roster when they played possibly, and uh, I flew him or however you say his name – He's still available in fantasy. Go get him. He's actually having a pretty good turnaround for the Eagles. Uh, just so I can blend shows here, uh, but yeah, you've got to stop their front. You've got to have good pass protection. That's that's been the key and that's been the strength for the Titans so far. So it's going to be. This is definitely the best pass rush that they've seen. Because I mean, Denver, you could could have made an argument with Von Miller possibly, but and Jarrell Casey in the middle, but Von Miller wasn't there. And Chubb was coming off of a, an injury, so he wasn't 100 percent just yet. So I I, I don't know. I, I I think this is the this is the mode. This is the biggest match that they had past protection wise. And you've got Minka Fitzpatrick roaming there in the in the in the safety for that for he's a good coverage safety. So you got a lot of things to watch out here for the Steelers defense. But let's talk offensively for just a second because this is a different. This is a different attack than what you've seen. This is, uh, you've gone from two mobile quarterbacks who like to break the pocket, like to make some plays off script. They make, like to make, they, Josh Allen throws back across his body a ton, takes advantage of that. I'm not saying Ben Rothsberger can't find holes in defense because he very much can. Excuse me. <clears throat> Apologies. But he's an oak. A little bit in the – he's hard to bring down, but if you can get to him, he's not going to move around a whole lot of pocket. He's not a threat for those big runs. I'm not saying he can't run, but it's not his MO. He wants to stay in that pocket. He wants to make those throws. So this is a game when you've been searching for the pass rush to get there. They showed life this, life, this last game against the Texans, and Jeff, Jeff Simmons was fantastic coming up the lane to, to help with a sack early in the game. Landry continues to make good plays. We've all said it. I don't want to hammer a, a dead horse here, but Beasley's got to come on, and this may be the game to do it. You've got a, a matchup uh, at right tackle and Elkafor that you possibly, potentially take advantage of in this situation. Villanueva is over at left tackle. He's a pretty good one. Uh, he may or may not be exactly what he used to be, but he is still pretty good. So I look for those matchups to be come from elsewhere across this offensive line. And the Titans have been doing a good job of of of, of creating this pressure But at the same time, this last game, they did it with just four and without any kind of stunts, and they were able to get to Deshaun Watson. So you look at that, if you can start to stymie and stifle this, it's a really good offense in the Pittsburgh Steelers. But if you can find a way to put pressure on on Ben Roethlisberger and make him maybe rush some of his throws, maybe you can find some success because I I don't think that the Titans want to get into the game where their corners, depending on – because even if Adore Jackson's back, it's his first game back. And he's going to help, but it's his first game back.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest. The the Steelers' offense doesn't really scare me. I think they've been taken advantage of having a very very strong defense, which has given them ample opportunity to on short fields and turnovers to go score points. And they've taken advantage of it. They're not a bad offense. They're not. Um, their Their weapons are fine. Um, but Dante Johnson, Juju. Chase Claypool is kind of a a, a, he's kind of a a physical presence. He's coming on. He's he's, he's been impressive. Yeah, he's
0: been impressive so far.
1: Yeah, talk about a guy that was talked about as possibly being a tight end coming out because he was so big. Well, he kind of putting some uh, putting kind of an end to any of that conversation. So it's one of those. At the same time, they don't run the ball extremely well. They don't do anything spectacular. And here's the thing that they got to be able to do. Ben Roethlisberger and you touched on it. It's that it's that pass rush. Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, those guys are kind of a dying breed in this NFL. Where look, Roethlisberger when he was in college, he averaged nine runs a game. That was two decades ago. He ain't running. If, if you're like losing a Ben Roethlisberger running, well you know what that you got to chalk it up at that point. Cause that means everything else has gone, gone, gone well. Um, And so at this point, you know, where he's going to be, you've got to be able to win with those front four. And I think the front four has played well over the past two games. Yeah. I'd I think agree. that the, they've been the in strength fact, against the Texans. I thought the defense, even though they allowed points, you got to remember that they allowed touchdowns on two fourth down conversions of a team that was really just putting it all out there that I thought they played fairly well with a couple of mental errors against a good offense. And so I think the Titans defense has been showing signs of life. The other thing that Roethlisberger will do is he is not a super accurate passer. He likes to throw the ball downfield, but he doesn't, he, he's not a great. Um, tactically precision quarterback and by that I mean look you get get somebody on uh receivers back hip kind of thing he's not the kind of guy that is going to pinpoint a ball you know out in front of the receiver and yeah. fit it into these super tight windows he puts the ball up and he wants his
0: players to make play and he wants to, the yards after catch he wants to he get the, the crossers the intermediates the deep
1: shots yeah. And even going back and watching the Browns game that they played with them. And yes, they won going away, but that was because, you know, Baker threw through interceptions and Baker was just not playing well. And frankly, the very first play of the game should have been an interception to the Browns. Browns just dropped it. You got to take advantage of the opportunities that he's going to give you and he will give you those opportunities. Yeah. And speaking if of that, can,
0: that's a good point. Cause Butler has had some opportunities for some picks and not Butler. I'm sorry. Bayard has had some, had some opportunities for some picks and, He's, at some point in time, those are going to have to start converting for the Titans as well. So maybe this is a game with Ben Roethlisberger not being the most accurate. Maybe having giving the defense those chances, maybe this is a game where you see Byers make that kind of a difference and that kind of impact.
1: Yeah. And you also got to stay disciplined uh, because he's not super accurate. I wouldn't be shocked if you saw some more man coverage. It's also safer to play some man coverage without a mobile quarterback behind you. Cause what happens in man coverage, nope, if you got a mobile designs, quarterback, right. that quarterback sees the, sees those DBs turn and run with the receivers while he's out the back door <laughs> and, uh, he gone. Yep. So it's one of those. I think you'll probably see some more man coverage going against them. I actually do think that they they match up okay with those receivers. Juju's not a speedster. Claypool is a bit of an issue, but you, you know, Christian Fulton's got he's going to excel he should start to excel in some of these man coverage against some of these people and then it's one of those where you, you got to be the safeties and you got to be disciplined and stay over the top because that's what they want to do I don't know if they're on offense that wants to go 15 plays down the field that Ben wants to take chances and throw it down the field and you just got to be and stay dis- disciplined, stay patient and he'll give you the opportunities to make those plays
0: yeah and another name and then this is not because I think he's a big offensive threat but I think you do have to have keep taking tags on tabs on Eric Ebron just because he seems to al- he seems to always do this where he'll he'll have big games occasionally. His usage was had been up here recently. Plus, he's probably pissed off about a birthday cancellation or something. I'm not sure. I just want the Titans to rain on his brain and not allow him to get anything. So, I just think that if you if you have your plan in place, you have your man coverage everything, you can't allow Ebron to work uh, some intermediate and give them some life and go from there. And it seems, and after what Fells was able to do this last week for the Texans, I know it's probably different coverages. You might see different guys on him, and maybe with some guys being back, you'll see some mixing and matching. And I just think that's someone else that you You can't just think as an afterthought just because he's not that good at tight end or maybe he doesn't have the same um, accolades as some of the other tight ends you faced this year. You still have to keep in mind where he is because he can be a threat. He can score touchdowns, and he's still not a bad receiving tight end.
1: Oh, yeah. He's just a couple years removed from leading the NFL in uh, touchdown catches. I mean, he he can definitely hurt you. I think that's one of those where, hey, Jayon Brown has had an up-and-down season so far. He, Vaccaro, Bayard, have to be able to handle Eric Ebron. You I can't agree. let that guy. If you're going to play that man coverage, you got to be able to man up on the tight end and not get beat over the middle. That's the only thing I worry about. About when they go into these zone coverages, is them look. There's not a whole lot you're going to throw at Roethlisberger that he hasn't seen in his career. You're not going to you're, you're not going against Josh Allen and showing him looks that right. he doesn't know what he's act, seen.
0: You just have to execute versus Big Ben. ben.
1: You have to execute. Exactly. Exactly. So that's one of those. Yeah. You got to watch. But I'm telling you, I think it, if you, if you stay disciplined on offense in the sense of cool, if you have to punt sometimes, cool. That, that happens. But if you stay patient with it and don't give them short fields, you're going to be there in the end.
0: Yeah. So that's an interesting word you just used. Be there in the end. And I think we're at the, End of our show here, but we always give a prediction where we think the scores are going to go. Uh, we've been right a little bit this season. We've been wrong a little bit this season. I actually feel pretty good about my prediction this week. Um, I was wrong against the Bills. I was correct against the Texans as far as who to win. I'm actually seeing this game going to go in favor of the Titans,
1: 33-28. to 28. Thirty-three to twenty-eight. I've got 25 twenty-five, seventeen. Titans.
0: Okay. All right. You know, it's amazing to me that we our point spread isn't that different from week to week. It's ju- it's just generally the amount of points that are scored. I think maybe I, I I don't I don't give defense as much credit as you are in this game. So I just think that things happen. But I just all I'm 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 done doubting the Titans are going are are going to find ways to lose games. I'm done. I'm done doubting. I'm I'm done thinking that oh they'll. They'll fade at some point or they'll play down to competition or they don't play. I, I'm done thinking that with the variable team until they do it. I'm done thinking that. So I think they'll be, like you said, they'll be in there at the end and they'll be able to either score late or, or stop them late to be able to win this game.
1: Oh, I do think they're still perfectly capable of playing down to their competition. They just managed to get W's out of it instead of losses like they and, used to. And
0: that's my point is that <laughs> instead of those games where they're playing down, they're finding ways to lose them still, like dropping passes for wide open. Not that we're going to bring up any names or bad memories for, for games they should have won, but they're finding ways to win. They're just finding this is the, the Rables Titans. They're just finding ways to win and get the job done. And speaking of job done, that's our job done for the week. Make sure that you tune in to all the other articles, podcasts, everything else on broadwaysportsmedia.com. This has been Coach's Corner. We are partnered with 440 Sports. Remember to be sure and check out everything there at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Like I said, I'm going to say that twice, maybe three times. And on Twitter at BroadwayTN. Make sure you're checking out your host. JB on Broad for Jonathan Ryan on Broadway for me and the show at Coaches on Broad. Stick around for the halftime show this weekend uh, featuring yours truly, your two hosts here with the most. And then stay around for the Sunday after show, a little bit of reaction. Had a lot of fun this weekend. Had a lot of pop. It was a great time. So stick around for that as well. Be sure to subscribe and rate five stars. Until next time. We out. See ya.